I think a lot of people sort of cheat themselves from just the pursuit because they think, well, I'll only be happy when I get there. I'm not qualified. I haven't read enough. I don't know enough people. I don't have enough context. And they're, they stand still and they're not happy. And what they're missing is the science that tells us, actually, if you just begin to pursue this and show some progress towards it, that you're going to get that happiness you're seeking that you think you will only get when you get there. Dopamine is very misunderstood. People think dopamine is about getting the reward. Dopamine is about sending you toward the reward. Think of it like a jet propulsion system. Wow. Right? It's not that just the finish line. It's a jet propulsion system. And every animal needed that. Anytime we are moving towards something and we think we're on the right path, dopamine is released. And this is nature's way of telling whatever neurons are active during that movement down that path. So this could be exercise, it could be a relationship breakthrough, it could be a business breakthrough, it could be learning some little piece of a puzzle that you're excited to learn or you've been straining on. It tells you more of that, more of those neural symphonies or, or neurons being active in the way they just were. Whatever you were doing just there, more of that. So it sends you down this path. You know, an animal that's thirsty goes out looking for water and when it's finds that first drop of clean water, dopamine is released, but maybe that's not the, the big lake that it needs, but that's gonna tells it it's on the right path and it's and dopamine naturally causes neuroplasticity of whatever brain circuits were active previously. So it says, hey, whatever I did to get to this point, this milestone, not the finish line, that is something that I might wanna repeat reflexively in the future. I might not wanna have to work so hard to do that. Now, the cool thing about dopamine many cool things about dopamine. And then it has a dark side. And we should talk about the dark side because even if, and I'm not, and of course the dark side can be associated with drugs of abuse like cocaine and things, but I'll actually there's a there's a more, even more sinister dark side okay. that I think a lot of people fall into this trap. So the great things about dopamine is it rewards us and it gives us energy. And when I say energy, I don't mean glycogen, I don't mean glucose, I mean neural energy. And the reason is, effort of all kinds, whether or not you're writing with a pen, whether or not you're racing uphill with a weight vest, or whether or not you're, you know, slogging it out through any discomfort is generally associated with the neuromodulator adrenaline, also called epinephrine. Okay, so adrenaline in the body is it's called adrenaline in the body, it's released from the adrenals. And then epinephrine in the brain is released from a couple places, but there's one particular place for the aficionados. It's called the locus ceruleus. It's in the brainstem. It wakes us up. It gives us a sense of urgency and it's about effort. And it doesn't care if you're doing something out of love or out of hate, out of revenge. It does not care. These are neurochemicals and they don't care about you or your life experience, but they are in your brain and they are the engines. Okay. Wow. Now the cool thing is it gets you going and it's the effort molecule. But the problem is too much epinephrine or adrenaline eventually triggers literally a quitting circuit. There was a study published in 2019 which showed that for every bout of effort, a bit of adrenaline or epinephrine is released. And once those accumulate enough times, it's like spending money on an account, a, a set of cells in the brain, they're called glial cells, activate and they turn off voluntary control this is the reason why if you're running you eventually might just say that's it i give up it's the despair moment and it's a chemical moment now what's we could go deep into that but the important thing for now to understand is that dopamine allows the brain and the body to tolerate higher levels of epinephrine 
and to continue in effort as well as pushing down that level of epinephrine. You've experienced this before, Ed. If you've been working really, really hard and it's just, or something's just terrible and you feel like you can't continue and someone cracks a joke, instantaneously you have more levity, more energy. That couldn't have been liver glycogen or anything kind of in the body. That was neural energy. That was dopamine. Likewise, if you suddenly have the moment where you think you're at a breakthrough, not a falsely created belief like, oh, I'm performing well when I'm not performing well, but you have a breakthrough like, oh my goodness, I think I'm onto something. You feel that more energy and that's dopamine in action. And the, the beauty of dopamine is it's very subjective. There are chemicals that will release dopamine in the body, but it is very subjective. And so I always like to give the example, you know, people always say a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. But what's missing in those kind of those common phrases is that the key is to reward each bite subjectively, or let's say you're full, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, you can't put it, put it in more effort. If you subjectively reward and you say, I'm on the right path, effort is the path. And you start to tap into these systems, you develop what my colleague at Stanford, Carol Dweck, coined growth mindset, which is not just the belief that you can be better, but growth mindset at its core is about deriving dopamine release from the effort and strain process. It's about enjoying friction. And this is what people like you, what you know, uh, David Goggins is the famous and, and uh, shining example of this, and there and there are others as well, of course. So dopamine is your best friend in mitigating or making sure that the effort process is not self-limiting. It's and you have to regularly dose your behaviors and your thoughts with this dopamine association. And people get very hung up on this. They're like, wait, how do I know if I'm doing it right? Well, it's a skill you have to learn in your mind because thoughts are spontaneous they can like pop up on a poorly filtered internet but thoughts can also be deliberate i can decide to tell myself look i'm straining but i'm going to reward this i'm going to tell myself i'm on the right path and the brain and the body don't know the difference and this is not lying to yourself this is not saying oh you know i'm really back on my heels i'm performing poorly it's not telling yourself you're performing well it's telling yourself that performing itself the verb effort the verb of performing is what you want to reward not the now gigantic i gotta jump in again gigantic gigantic because one of the things that i teach the athletes i work with are the business people and i love understanding why even more one of the things that i've noticed is people that continue to make an effort are intentional about acknowledging that effort to themselves and you call it giving self-credit or celebrating so this is really critical, guys. If you've heard me say this before, Andrew's telling you why it works. The bottom line is, is that as you're making these effort deposits, it's being intentional and aware that you're doing it. Giving yourself credit for a real thing you're doing gives you this dopamine reward and you continue to move forward. I want you to hear what he just said, everybody. That you're getting more dopamine on average in the pursuit of your dream and your goal than you actually do with the attainment of it. You know, it, I think um, I'm not alone in the noticing that occasionally I pick up my phone and I log into an app and I didn't make the conscious decision to do it. I just do it reflexively. I might even go into a sub window within that app. And the reason is that the brain and the nervous system are constantly seeking rewards and novelty. And 
If we're not deliberate about how we're doing that, we will do it entirely reflexively. I think the brain and nervous system wants to make things reflexive and habits are very powerful because they are, they set us on trajectories. Now, some people, they are uncomfortable with the fact that effort is the first gate that you have to go through in order to build this pathway that involves norepinephrine or an adrenaline and epinephrine. And, and I, sometimes people will jump on me about using norepinephrine and epinephrine interchangeably. I know they're not the same thing, but today we're just going to broadly describe them as systems in the brain and body, not get too down in the weeds. But the idea is you've got effort. You can associate that with adrenaline, epinephrine. You've got dopamine, which is your internal reward system. And it can be externally rewarded. So this is very important. There are intrinsic rewards and extrinsic rewards. There's a beautiful study that was done at Bing Nursery School at Stanford. I had nothing to do with this study in the mid seventies where they took kids that liked to draw and they then rewarded some of those kids with just a little star, like kids like you know the shiny star makes them special for drawing. Then they took away the star next day or the next day and the kids that liked drawing just for the intrinsic pleasure of it, they drew less. So the, the, so these reward systems can attach to external things or internal things. I have a good buddy. Um, he's, he's friends and co, uh, co-founders of this company made for that you uh, talked yeah. to Blake Mikoski about his name yeah. is Pat Dossay. He's a former Navy SEAL. And he and I were giving a talk once to a bunch of people and we were talking about reward processes in the brain and how SEALs do it and what neuroscience thinks. And someone asked us a really good question. They said, how do I continue to tap into this dopamine system? And our answer was, be very careful with extrinsic rewards. Make sure that your dopamine system is attached more to the effort process than it ever is to any external reward. And it's because of a very important principle of dopamine rewards. It's what neuroscientists call dopamine reward prediction error. It is the reward prediction error is the reason why people that work, 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 work in pursuit of a goal and then reach that goal become miserable and don't know what to do with themselves. Reward prediction error says you always need the dopamine at the final stage to exceed all the, the little bits of dopamine you got and root to that reward, or you will actually be disappointed. You'll experience a sort of postpartum depression of sorts. Exactly. So the key is learn to attach reward to the effort process. You know, I'm not David Goggins psychologist and, um, but I do know David and he's come out to my lab before we've had some conversations. I don't know what his process is, except as he's described it, but I have the sense based on what I know about neuroscience and knowing a little bit about his story and having read his book that he's learned to attach some sort of internal reward mechanism to the pursuit and friction process. It's not about feeling good about some external milestone. It's about learning how to tap into this, this engine that we have. And I actually do believe to that in knowing some people from the special operations community, that this is actually one of the things that they are selected for is not just grit or resilience. It's actually this ability to reward oneself internally in their mind as a way to buffer the effort process it gives them more gas, more of an engine. And it's not just special operations, people that make it through cancer treatment, people that raise a, a special needs child or make it through a tough stage of you know, economics in their life. You know, many people are probably in that situation right now. Sure. It's about learning how to take that strain, the feeling that you're being 
something or some force or some life force is trying to push you back on your heels and learning how to use self-reward, not delusional thinking, but self-reward as a means to get more energy to continue to plow forward. It's a, it's a real thing. A hashtag growth mindset is one of the most popular hashtags in social media, but most people don't actually know what it means. And again, this is Carol Dweck's discovery, not mine. It was discovered in a group of kids that were doing math problems or other kinds of puzzles that they knew they couldn't get right but they enjoy doing them and they perform exceedingly well on lots of sorts of tests of that sort when there is the right answer, of course. And so what they do is they somehow they're wired for effort. They're wired for the puzzle, not for the solution. And when I say puzzle, I don't mean the noun puzzle. I mean the verb for being puzzled. It for them feels good. And so we need to think uh, if we're talking about the nervous system and we want to make it actionable for high performance, whether or not it's in business or sport or otherwise, we want to think in terms of processes, not events, and verbs, not nouns. So growth mindset as a verb, as an action item, you know, uh, reward as a verb, not just as a, oh, you're going to just pat yourself on the back. Like it's no, it's what you internalize. It's a process. That's how the neural circuits that underlie reward get stronger. And the beauty of, of the brain is that you have this thing of neuroplasticity, which is its ability to change itself throughout the whole lifespan. And the more you practice this, the better you get at it. And it does not mean you're walking around talking delusionally about how great life is when everything is terrible. It means you might even be very stoic. You might be, hopefully you're very rational, but you have the energy to continue to push forward. Whereas other people are gonna be dropping out because everybody shows up gritty and resilient and they watch their inspirational, aspirational story. One of the big motivations for me being here today and in general of my lab is to try and make these concepts from psychology and personal development and high achievement to make them what we call operational, meaning give them definitions that people can grab onto and apply and not just have to watch, you know, 50, uh, you know, everyone loves the Rocky movie. I mean, it's super, it makes you feel really good. It makes you feel like anything's possible, but you don't always have access to that. We're conditioned as young people that the dopamine only comes when we hit the home run, when we bring home the A. That's when mom and dad are proud of us. That's when we got the dopamine hit. And there was not a lot in the raising of children. And those of you that have children should be thinking through this. If what Andrew's saying is true, how critical it is that you begin to show rewards for effort with your children rather than just the recital, rather than just the performance. I think of Tiger Woods, the greatest winner in the history of golf. And what does he usually say? I'm just trusting the process. Even when he was going through swing changes, he got the hit from the process. He doesn't even talk about winning, even though he's been the greatest winner. What does he always say? I want to put myself in a position on Sunday on the back nine where I've got a shot. We need to reward our efforts, but we need to make sure that our internal rewards the ones that are milestones and put us on our path, the ones that are associated with effort are greater than the external rewards that we ever give ourselves. This is this could be about going out and buying yourself, you know, like I bought myself the truck I always wanted when I got tenure, you know, I did. But, but really we have to be careful with external rewards because if you wanna to continue to perform well, you have to foster this internal reward mechanism. That's what's gonna allow you to continue to perform well.